Thanks for listening to Porchlight Music Theater's WPMT. If you love classic musicals, why not check out Porchlight's Sondheim at 90 Roundtable, our discussion series focusing on the complete works of Stephen Sondheim, with me, Porchlight Artistic Director Michael Weber. I've had a great time discussing all of the musicals of Sondheim's incredible career with stars from Chicago theater, Broadway, and beyond weekly throughout Sondheim's 90th birthday year. Listen today to Sondheim at 90 Roundtable for a behind-the-scenes deep dive into the mind, the music, and the writing methods of one of music theater's greatest composers. Available right here on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Sondheim at 90 Roundtable or visit porchlightmusictheater.org for more information. I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Premiering April 2nd, 1951, Damon Runyon's The Lemon Drop Kid, with a screenplay by Edmund Hartman, Robert O'Brien, and Frank Tashlin, and songs by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, became one of the top movie hits of the holiday season. Author Damon Runyon, best known for Broadway's Guys and Dolls, frequented racetracks, and it was there that he met many of the people he wrote about. Horse owners, trainers, jockeys, grooms, gamblers, pickpockets. He knew there were many sources from which those who bet received their information about the horses, and he created one of those interesting sources of misinformation in his character called the Lemon Drop Kid. At this time in the early 1950s, star Bob Hope was one of the top ten moneymakers in American cinema, ranking sixth behind John Wayne, Martin and Lewis, Betty Grable, Abbott and Costello, and his on-screen pal and nemesis Bing Crosby. The Lemon Drop Kid marked Hope's second appearance in a Damon Runyon story. In 1949, he made the highly successful Paramount release Sourful Jones, which was based on Runyon's short story, Little Miss Marker. Principal photography ended in mid-August 1950. After viewing a rough cut of the picture, Bob Hope asked Paramount to hire Frank Tashlin to do some rewrites. Tashlin agreed, on condition he could also direct the retakes. The film went back into production in mid-November 1950. When a recording of the new Christmas song Silver Bells, sung by Bing Crosby, became a hit in December of 1950, Bob Hope and co-star Marilyn Maxwell reshot a more elaborate musical version of the song for the film's release, also under the direction of Frank Tashlin. Although Sidney Langfield is credited as the director of The Lemon Drop Kid, Frank Tashlin, uncredited, directed about one-third of the film. The song Silver Bells was originally called Tinkle Bells, until the wife of one of the composers pointed out that tinkle was also slang for another activity. In later years, Bob Hope made the song his own Christmas theme, performing Silver Bells every year on his annual Christmas TV specials, usually singing it as a duet with the lead female guest, such as Olivia Newton-John, Shirley Jones, Barbara Mandrell, or his own wife, Dolores Hope. Here on the December 10, 1951 episode of the Lux Radio Theater are Marilyn Maxwell as Brainy Baxter, William Conrad as Moose Moran, and Bob Hope starring as the Lemon Drop Kid. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, bring you the Lux Radio Theater. Starring Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell in The Lemon Drop Kid. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Through my association with various writers, I can verify the old adage. To be a success, write about people whom you really know and understand. An outstanding example is the author of tonight's comedy, Damon Runyon. He spent a great deal of his time talking to strange people, strangely named Moose, Harry the Horse, Sorrowful Jones. 
And he has immortalized them in stories such as Paramount Pictures' The Lemon Drop Kid. In their original roles tonight, we have Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell. to the Lemon Drop Kid is a business, for our hero is what is vulgarly known as a tout, an alleged expert on picking winners. If the horse wins, he gets a reward. If the horse doesn't, well, he gets lost. But the Lemon Drop Kid has an infallible system. He simply touts every horse in every race. Now come with us to Florida, where on this fine December afternoon... The kid is about ready to uh, lower the boom. I tell you, George, the horse that we should bet on is mince pie. But, honey, mince pie couldn't possibly... But I have a hunch. Remember when you ate that mince pie and the next day you were sick and didn't go to work and the office was struck by lightning? But, sweetie, that horse won't run any faster just because I got mince sick Mince pie, that's a mighty good three-year-old, has a lot of experience. In fact, he's the only three-year-old out there that's 12 years old. Been chasing fillies longer than Artie Shaw. Yeah, it's a mighty good horse. Going to win a lot of races. That is, if his leg ever gets well. George. You, uh, you think something's wrong with his leg, mister? Think, sir? I'm the track vet. It's a precastinary infection in the pedosaurial area. That's inflamed ligament. He got it from wearing elevator shoes in his back leg so he could be running downhill. Imagine allowing a horse to race with a sore foot. Well, half these horses should be in wheelchairs. Would you believe it, ma'am? There's only one sound beast in the race. Well, good day. No, no. Wait, doctor, wait. Hmm? Uh, if there's only one horse that isn't sick... Please, doc. Uh, which one? Oh, that information is confidential, you know, between doctor and patient. No, but we wouldn't have a soul. And we'd share our winnings with you. Oh, no, please. That would be unethical and unorthodox. Oh. However, if after the race you'd like to donate something to the clinic, we're so overcrowded, we have two horses in every bed. Certainly we will. Which horse, Doctor? Which one feels well? Well, if I were a betting man, I'd consider S-I-X a very lucky number. S-I-X? Come on, honey. We'll think it all on six. Oh, and thank you, Doctor. You're a credit to your profession. I never take credit, just cash. The horses are coming out on the track. Hi, you kid. Oh, hi, you gloomy. Here, have a lemon drop. Thanks. How you doing? Not so good, kid. I guess people nowadays are getting brighter. Gloomy, the only bright thing about a horse player is the seat of his pants. Oh, you're doing all right today, huh? Gloomy, how many horses are running in this race? Fifteen. Fifteen. I've already given fourteen different winners to fourteen different and grateful suckers. How can I lose? Okay, I'll tell you how. For one thing, the cops can grab you. And... Oh, don't be ridiculous. Hey, Gloomy. Huh? Gloomy. What? Look. What? What's the matter, kid? The lure? Now, do you see what I see? Huh? What? Oh, yeah. What a gorgeous tomato. Look at that gorgeous stuff in her hand. That cute little fistful of Truman turnips. Here's where I cover that 15th horse. Kid, no, 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 no. You don't know who she is. It's Snake, kid. It's Snake. I beg your pardon. Y'all address me? Yeah, yes. Ma'am, did y'all just drop this $5 bill? Hmm? Did you? It's easy to talk this way. All you have to do is gargle with a bowl of weevils. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't have dropped $5. You see, my bills are all hungry. Oh, <laughs> neat. Mine, too. I just cashed my relief check. Well, you all must be as lucky today as y'all are beautiful. Y'all mean this little old bankroll? My gentleman friend is betting all this on Iron Bar. I'm just buying the tickets for him. Iron Bar? Well, corn my pone and chip my chitlins. I was going to drop a handsome figure in that animal myself until my uncle told me the race was fixed. Your uncle? That's old Judge Wilkinson. He's president of the turf club, you know. He's been investigating, of course. My, my. But if the race is fixed for Ironbar lose, you almost know who's going to win. Yeah, but I couldn't divulge information like that. I swore on a stack of black-eyed peas and candied yams. It's messy, but binding. <laughs> well, I've got 2,000 cash money here. My gentleman friend would take good care of you after the race. Well, bless your heart, honey child. Well, you all bet number E-I-G-H-U-R-T. You mean dirt pile? No, no, the dirt pile's really got a bloodline out of Hoover by vacuum cleaner. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. 
Thank you, sir. And after the race, I'll meet you at the lettuce counter. We'll make a beautiful salad together. Do you all understand? Uh-huh. Well, bye now. Bye, honey. You didn't, kid. You didn't do it. You didn't tout her. Did you get a load of her bankroll, Gloomy? Two grand. Must be a lady butcher. You ever hear of Moose Moran betting any less? Well, who's talking about... Moose Moran? Yeah. You mean that doll's with Moose Moran? Kid, I tried to stop you. You better be sure you gave her the winner. Winner? I don't know one horse from another. I'll grab her fast and make her change the ticket. Go late, kid. The race is going to start. They're running, kid. So am I. where we found him, Moose. The lemon drop kid is with the cops, the racetrack cops. Put me in jail, he says. Please, Moose Moran's gonna kill me. You know something? He's right. Bring a bomb in. Okay, kid. The boss is ready to chat with you. Moose? No, no, not here. My corpuscles will ruin your carpet. <laughs> Sit down. Huh? Oh, now, kid, you're shaking something awful. No, I'm not scared. My goose pimples just came out to see what's going on. <laughs> here. Have a drink. Gee, you're a real solid citizen, Moose, taking your loss like this. Why should I get high blood pressure about ten grand? Yeah, that's what I say. It's not worth... Ten grand? I thought you only lost two grand. I sent the doll down a bit two grand on Iron Bar. You totter off Iron Bar Wednesday. He would have paid me ten grand. Oh, uh, come on in, Sam. Uh, kid, I'd like for you to meet Sam the surgeon. Sam is the lemon drop kid. Pardon the rubber glove. I have just come from the operating room. <laughs> You want I should now give him a treatment, Moose? I think that's entirely up to the kid. Oh, I, I feel fine, Moose. Nice to have met you, sir. I, I think I'll just run along. Sit down. Oops. <laughs> Moose, honest, all I got is 15 cents and a box of lemon drops. Here, have one. Oh, but look, I haven't got 10 grand. I'm still making the payments on these lemon drops. Why, if I had 10 grand, I... Making I'd... me a sucker can be very painful. Shall we prepare him for surgery, boss? Look, Sam, why don't you run down to the blood bank and donate a pint of ice cubes, huh? Oh, now, wait, Moose. Look, I'll get ten grand. Just give me a little Christmas, Moose, and I'll... Where would you get ten grand? Well, in New York. I got a lot of friends on Broadway. Name one. Well, there's, uh... The... Then there's, uh... No, he's not out yet. And there's, uh... I feel like a Democrat in Maine. <laughs> Okay, so they're not friends. I tell you, I can still raise the money. By talking to all the horse players? Oh, I'll find a way. Honest, I will. It's all the same to you whether Sam kills me now or doesn't open me until Christmas. And if I get the money, you're ten grand ahead. Sure, I've always wanted to be a man about town, but not in little chunks. Besides... Shut the... up. I... What do you think, Sam? It is moot, boss. Very, very moot. Dad, I write ten grand off my books. Alive... A possible asset. What if he runs away? Him? We'll find him. Yeah, yeah, I hear you find people so good that after you find him, nobody else can find him. <laughs> now listen. I just... <clears throat> I got some property out on Long Island. See, a casino. Oh, I know the place. They closed it down for repairs. The roulette wheel started paying off. I'm coming north to peddle it, see? You have the money for me Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, you'll find your head in your stocking. My head in my stocking? Oh, but that's not... Oh. <laughs> the paper says they're having a real cold spell in New York. Lots of snow, blizzards, but you won't mind. You'll be sweating, huh, kid? Blizzards? I don't even have an overcoat. Don't worry, kid. Maybe Santa will bring you one. Hand tailored. Out of cement. Brady! Brady! Open the door. Look who's back from Florida. All right, come in. Brainy, you gorgeous doll, you. You're late, kid. Yeah, but I came right over as soon as I hit town. Six months late. You left with my fur coat. You were going to pawn it for me. I waited for you to come back. Well, it's like this. I was on my way back with your money, and all at once I heard about a big deal in Florida. Well, I figured you won't need a fur coat in Florida. You went to Florida. I stayed right here. Look, I'm out at the racetrack with some wealthy friends, and I get to thinking about the woman I love. Meaning you, Brainy Baxter. Keep going, kid. Naturally, I don't even wait to change my clothes. I grab the first plane home. My luggage is on the way. If Miami is fat, how come you left in such a hurry? Well, I just told you. Besides, there's a horse in the second race named Wedding Ceremony. Wedding Ceremony. What a hunch. 
Couldn't mean anybody but you and me. You went to Florida. I stayed right here, singing my heart out every night in Oxford Charlie's nightclub. Gee, that's great. All that dough rolling in every week, huh? Now, look, kid. I remember how you operate. No holes barred. But let's not talk about any wedding ceremony unless you're on the level. Why is it nobody trusts me just because I once had a transfusion from a used car dealer? <laughs> oh, but I'll do anything to be worthy of your brainy. I'd even get a job. That Florida son is stronger than I thought. A wedding ceremony and a job? <laughs> That's the greatest long shot parlay of the year. Yeah, I just wish I hadn't left my wallet in my new cashmere slacks. Well, you can't trust those maws. As soon as my clothes arrive, I'll take ten bucks and go right down and get a license. That'll show you. I've got ten dollars. See? Ten dollars. And I'm calling your bluff, kid. We can get that license right now. Oh, doll, I'll go right down to the license bureau. All right, wait here while I change. Oh, my purse. I'd better take it with me, if you don't mind. Oh, Brainy, listen. Listen, I got a great idea. No need of you going alone. You stay here and fix up the place. Remember, this apartment's our honeymoon cottage. Get a lot of champagne and confetti, huh? And just stand there, just like that. Beautiful. All the way downtown. I want to remember you. Smiling. But we both have to appear for license. Hey, kid, wait! Oh, no. My ten dollars. Well, he did it again. Help the needy folks put something in the pot. Mm. At least you've got a pot. Help the needy folks. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, little girl. Help the needy. Well, what do you want? Boy, what a sweet little racket you've got. Now look, mister, every dollar in that pot goes to help the needy and keep your big mitts out of here. Just a Santa Claus suit, a pot, and a bell. Thanks a lot, Dad. You just gave me a great idea. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Just drop it in the pot, sir, and save a life. Merry Christmas, sir. Blessings on you, kind sir. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Step up and save a life at Christmas. Money, money, money. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Does Santa hear an echo? Does Santa see a big man in a blue suit? Policeman John. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas, sir. Perhaps you'd like a little sample out of the pot, sir. Find a bribe a police officer, huh? The lemon drop kid. All dressed up like Santa Claus. Whiskers and everything. Who'd you think I was? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Save a life, huh? Where did you get that sign? Whose life? Mine. Come on, kid. You're under arrest. Oh, you can't take me. Who am I in the store? Oh, now, wait a minute. I'm innocent. I'm just a small businessman. I'm in the Santa Claus business. You coming peaceful or do I phone for the reindeer? No, I'll take a cab and meet you at the station. One more crack out of you and I'll... <laughs> what does that mean? Let's go. And here's the evidence, Your Honor, of this pot full of money. Now, where's the prisoner? Sidney Milburn? Sidney Milburn? Gee, imagine anybody with a name like Sidney Mil... Hey, that's me. <laughs> Present, Your Honor. Sidney Milburn, alias the Lemon Drop Kid. Have a lemon drop, sir? Ouch. <laughs> Collecting money for charity without a license. How do you plead? I plead poverty. <laughs> but, Your Honor, I was standing in the corner with my bell and kettle like hundreds of other everyday average American Santa Clauses when this Batinsky... That's all, Milburn. Ten days or fifty dollars. Well, if you don't mind taking it in small change, I think there's enough in the pot to beat the rat. This money I... is going to the children's home. Ten days. Yeah, but I haven't got any other cash, Judge, and I can't spare ten days to put such a hole in the week. <laughs> oh, I rather think that can be arranged. Yeah, but you don't understand, sir. Moose Moran is good. What's that? Who? Oh, nothing, nothing, Your Honor. Take him away. Oh, but Judge, can I make one phone call? No, oh, I suppose so. Get your fish hooks out of that pot. But my call, it's long distance. This way, Sidney. Boy, that judge didn't look honest to me. There's the phone. Go make your call. Just wait till my lawyers get through with you. Here, hold my beard. What lawyers? Duncan, Munkin, Schmunkin, and Brainy. You'll be wearing your brass buttons at half-mast. You'll be... Hello? 
Brainy. Oh, baby, am I glad to hear your voice. Baby? Yeah, lady lawyer. <laughs> Gee, honey, where do you think I am? Now, don't tell me. Let me guess. At the License Bureau, of course. You married yourself. How cozy. No, no, no. Now, look, baby, I started for the license bureau, but on the way down, I stopped in my old room at the Y to get your photograph. I like to look at it when I'm not with you. Well, the doorman wouldn't let me in to get it, so one thing led to another, and he poked me, and I poked him, and what do you think I am? In the pokey. <laughs> you know, honey, in the jug. I want you to come down and pull the cork out. In the pokey, eh? Stay there, just the way you are. Beautiful. I want to remember you. Smiling. Smiling? Who's smiling? Brainy, baby, you gotta listen to me. Listen to you. My fur coat listened to you. My ten bucks listened to you. I listened to you, and we're all fed up listening to you. So long, kid. And remember, if I don't get in touch with you, by all means, don't get in touch with me. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. Brainy. Brainy, baby. She can't do this to me. Coin box. Oh, that Crosby's got it hidden every place. <laughs> In just a moment, we'll bring you Act Two of The Lemon Drop Kid. Act Two of The Lemon Drop Kid, starring Bob Hope in the title role and Madeline Maxwell as Brainy. might be called an enviable situation. He owes $10,000 to a very unfriendly gangster, and any chance he had of raising the money has been shattered by his arrest for impersonating Santa Claus. In jail, the kid has a visitor, Moose Moran's special secretary, Sam the Surgeon. Well, Sam the Surgeon, pull up a trustee and sit down. You come to do your Christmas chopping early? I have just come to remind Santa Claus what Moose Moran wants for Christmas. I remember. I remember. You can put your knife in mothballs. I've got an idea. I know I can come up with a ten grand. Oh, that is fine, kid, because some of the smart boys are starting to give Moose the laugh, and Moose does not enjoy that. Hey, you know that gambling casino Moose used to have out on Long Island? Well, that joint, the cops closed a weeks ago. I know, I know. So all we have to do is open it up until Christmas. Oh, if Moose cannot open it up for high-class gambling, you cannot even open it up for a bingo parlor. Sam, my scheme is strictly legal, but I think Moose will like it anyway. You know an old doll named Nellie Thursday? Oh, who does not know Nellie Thursday? I ran into her yesterday. She's selling papers. Selling papers? That is awful. Is that nice old tomato? Yeah, she's broke. She hasn't even got a place to sleep. You know, it gets pretty uncomfortable in those roller towels. I know. Now, here's my idea. I borrow Moose's casino. I pretend it's an old folks' home, see? I put up a sign and a picture of Bernard McFadden. Then I stick Nellie in there and a bunch of old dolls. With them in it, I can tout the city and they give me a license to collect for charity. Continue, kid. I further figure I can get every mug on Broadway to help to do the collecting. They all love Nellie. And by Christmas Eve, I'll have enough donations to pay off Moose. What happens to the old dolls after the Yuletide? Well, can I help it if suddenly the collection money just happens to get lost? Moose will have his dough and I'll be in the clear, see? That sounds crazy, but that is not my department. I only start operating if you do not pay off. Where'd you intern at, the finance company? <laughs> oh, before you go, there's a little matter of the $50 fine. You advance it and I'll owe Moose a nice round figure, $10,050. Uh, no thanks, kid. We like having you in the deep freeze. We can toy out in time for the holiday season. Merry Christmas in just 15 days. <laughs> Keep using those blue blades. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Sam with a beard. Merry Christmas, 15 days. I'm a goner. I can see my life passing before my eyes. If I only had some popcorn, I could enjoy it. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Say something, Santa Claus. Yeah, please let me out of here. Please. Hey, I should have said please a long time ago. There's a young lady waiting for you out there. She just now paid your fine. Paid my... Oh, yeah? Well, it's about time. Gee, Brainy, I knew you'd come. Couldn't fight it, huh? Well, I know I'm the world's biggest dope, but... Well, maybe you've learned a lesson. Oh, I missed you too, Brainy. Yes, I'll bet. Incidentally... 
Is this how they dress you in jail now? Oh, I guess you're wondering about the Santa Claus outfit. Oh, why, no, sport. You always were a flashy dresser. <laughs> now, take off that phony beard, will you? No, it's not phony. I've been using Sam's razor. <laughs> feel free again. Well, you're going to be free for about five minutes because we're heading downtown for a marriage license together. Rainey, you're making me the happiest man in the world. And there'd be no more singing for a few measly dollars a week anymore. Not when you're my wife. We'll make Oxford Charlie give you a raise. <laughs> but I don't want to work. Be reasonable. One of us has to. <laughs> and just think, in only a few short weeks, we'll be Mr. and Mrs. Lemondrop Kid. A few short weeks? What's the stall this time? Come on, honey, let's walk. Just wait till you hear what I got to tell you. Don't you see, Brainy? It's all for her. It's all for Nellie Thursday. Oh, Sydney, that, that's wonderful. And to think that this was all your idea. A home for poor old ladies. Well, somebody's got to help them. I, I've got to apologize, Sydney. You know, at first I... Well, at first I thought you were working on some sort of an angle. Well, I didn't explain it very well, but I'm not used to this sort of thing. It's honest. I'm sorry, kid. I can't let Nellie down. I've still got a heart, you know. Only because you couldn't figure out a way to hock it. Now, the first thing I've got to do is round up all of Nellie's friends. I'll tell them what I've got in mind. Okay if we meet at your apartment tonight? Well, well, sure, I'll be working, but I... Gee, Brainy, I'll bet you're proud of me. Well, I am. Yeah, me too. Kid, you call us all on the Broadway just to give us this pitch about Nellie Thursday? Straight flesh is dubious. Me likewise? Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta believe me. And there must be dozens of old ladies like Nellie Thursday. Old dolls who can't get into homes because maybe they rolled a lush or peddled a little homemade beer in the old days. Maybe even your own mother. They never hung no rap on mom. <laughs> Look in the mirror sometime. <laughs> and you, straight flush, when you were down and out last year, who staked you to a new deck of marked cards? Nellie Thursday. Yeah, bet she did. Why, there's not one of you citizens that Nellie Thursday hasn't helped. Okay, then. So everybody go home and get a good night's sleep. We're all getting up at noon tomorrow. Oh. Well, Nellie? Maybe now you believe us, huh? Yeah, we told you you had a new home in the country, Nellie, and here it is. We even put up a sign. The Nellie Thursday Home for Old Dolls. Oh, kids. <laughs> Easy on those tears, Nellie. This is a cheap suit. If it gets wet, it turns into rompers. <laughs> Don't take it too large. This is just a two-bit boarding house in Long Island, Nellie. Polo field for a backyard. Hot and cold running petunias. And we brought you a few things from Center Park, Nell, just in case you was to get loads. Look, Nellie, they're on the lawn. Why, boys, General Sherman's statue. <laughs> 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 Professor Maydak's bringing his horse on the next trip. I would have brought the lake, but the ducks put up a fight. <laughs> well, it, it is an old folks' home, isn't it? The best. We're going to get the cream of the Saratan set. And any broken down old doll is welcome. And you did all this for me? Every chiseler on Broadway is knocking himself out for you. And you're sure Moose Moran turned this place over to us? Oh, sure he did. Now, you let me do all the worrying, will you? Well, it's just that Moose never struck me as being, well, generous. Can't tell about people, Nellie. I guess you're right, Brainy. Some of the bad ones are good inside, and some of the good ones are bad inside. Kid, look, there's someone here already. I'll say there is. Okay, ladies, you can open up the front door. Ready, girls. You see, now, just in case you needed some friends to play pinochle with her, maybe a game of softball, we loaded up on old dolls. See that Nellie meets the rest of the sorority, will you, Brainy? Well, you remember Mrs. Baumgarten. And singing Safir's mother-in-law? <laughs> singing Safir donated her. 
Break out the beer, Professor Murdoch. This is the house warm. Well, man, the old dolls are all asleep and snoring it up. Not only that, they'll be happy when they wake up tomorrow. I'm proud of you. Oh, it was darling. Now, can we go back to Broadway? We're all going back. Just one thing. Now, we meet tomorrow at 12 o'clock. That's when you all get fitted out in a Santa Claus suit. Oh, and bring your own pots. Let's go, Brainy. Happy Hogan's riding us back in his truck. Haven't you forgotten something? Hmm? Aren't you going to kiss me, Sidney? Oh, wait till I swallow my lemon drop. You know, this way, young dolls become old dolls. Uh-huh. Fine. I'll order a rocking chair. Make it a two-seater, huh? Mm-hmm. Boy, I hate honking during smooching. <laughs> Come on, Jay, let's get going. You heard him, Brainy. Just one more for well, the road. Just the lower lip, huh? Pick up your belly, will you? You look like a shoplifter. And St. Nick, don't smoke heaters. I thought I was supposed to be Santa Claus. Santa Claus, St. Nick, Chris Kringle. It's all the same guy. Oh, I get it. He don't give his right name neither. Okay, Gloomy. Let me have the bottle. Well, it's cold out there in the street. Santa Claus don't drink. Oh, no? Then how come he's always falling down chimneys? Hey, straight flush. Let's hear your routine. Me? Yeah. Come on, give out with your pitch. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, just work your own neighborhood. All right. Well, you look great, man. Just don't act like you're handling hot reindeer. Now, remember, this is a legitimate business. We got a license to collect. Now, get out there in the street and put your heart in it, just like you would if it was a shady deal. Hey, kid, kid, what about all them other Santies? Yeah, the streets are lousy with jolly old fat guys. Well, put that slug on them. No, hey, yeah, are right you kidding? And have them start yelling for Prancer Dancer and Flatfoot, nothing doing. You can't go putting the slug on other Santas, even if they're in season. Now, keep your pots open and your traps shut. We gotta get ten grand. Tension, men. Just boots, bellies, beards. Now, go out and load your pots. So if it's all right with you, Oscar Charlie, I'll be leaving the show tonight. You see, the kids appointed me head sheepdog to watch over the Nellie Thursday home. Tell me, Brainy, what has that guy got that makes everybody jump through a hook? And the crazier his schemes, the higher they jump. A lot of people who love Nellie Thursday don't think it's so crazy. A smart girl like you gives up a job. Every penny any character on the street blows his top. Hustling donations. Nah, you're all wacky. Maybe wacky, Charlie, but not penny ante. Why, in four days, we've raised $2,000. What? Those baggy pants Santa's raised two grand? Uh-huh. And it's all due to the kid. Just think. Yeah. Yeah, I am thinking. Hey, uh, look, uh, you better get out on the floor, honey. I just thought of something I gotta do. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie? Uh, come on in the office and bring Lippy. I just got a big idea. Just a minute, Charlie. You ain't figuring us wearing them monkey suits and ringing them little bells. All I said was we're muscling in on the lemon drop kid. If that lame brain can raise two grand in four days, we can raise 20. But, Charlie, the kid gets a city license. 
It's a Nelly Thursday home, it says. Okay. I got a home up in Nyack, don't I? You mean we're going to snatch a house full of old dolls? That's it, exactly. Now, shut up and listen. The first thing we're going to do is get... Oh, bless you, kind sir. Bless you. Another day, another dollar. Less taxes. Bless you, sir. Please help, folks. Anything at all. Anything to help the Nellie Thursday home. I've got five dollars here. If the little lady will sing another Christmas song. Five dollars. Oh, that's the one chorus treatment. Now, for ten dollars, she'll sing Mockingbird Hill while I lay an egg in this cup. <laughs> I'm afraid Sandy gets carried away, sir. Of course I'll sing. Just ring those bells, will you, Santa Claus? Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ring, hear them ring, soon it will be Christmas day. Sidewalk, busy sidewalk, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a tell you, Gloomy, there's nothing like coming home after freezing all day in a windy corner. I hope Brainy's waiting to defrost me. Sure. You can have dinner with Brainy. Me, I end up with one of them overripe pinup girls. I could have stayed in town and gone to the Waldorf. The Waldorf? What's that, a new joint? What is that? How dare you, the Waldorf. Lay off, will you, kid? You don't have to frisk me. I thought you were holding out some loot. Oh, yeah? What's that bulge in your pocket? Chesterfield. <laughs> I got my own Santa Claus. Now, come on in the house and let me... Hey, hey. Hey, what goes on? Huh? The house. Look, the sign's gone. The lights are out. The front door's open. The joint's deserted. Hey, the door. Kids, where are you running to? Out on the lawn. General Sherman's statue. Ah. General Sherman, his head comes off, see? You better hold still while I check yours. No, you don't understand. The money, all the money we've been collecting. I hid it here in General Sherman's head. Huh? I hid it. I thought nobody knew about it but me. Maybe it's still there. Maybe. Yeah, look. Look, it's empty. Huh? Nobody knew about it but me, huh? Gloomy. You see those footprints in the snow? Oxford Charlie. Who else wears a custom-made 14 quadruple A? <laughs> Come on, Gloomy. We're going to find Oxford Charlie. <laughs> Hello, this is Portlight Executive Director Jeannie Luco. Thank you so much for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, free and accessible to everyone, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your support and consideration and hope you enjoy the show. The curtain rises on Act Three of The Lemon Drop Kid. Well, it's nice to see you, Lemon Drop. Hiya, boys. How about a drink? Just pour out our old ladies and make it snappy. Hey, straight flush. You used to work for Moose Moran. Well, I'm going to call Moose long distance. He's still in Florida. And you ask Moose why the lemon drop kid is trying to raise ten grand. Yeah, but, but that's so silly. I mean, you know how Moose hates being disturbed. Shut up. Okay, Packy, get Moose Moran on the phone. You may pick up the phone, Oxford Charlie. Mr. Moran will talk. Yeah, talk to him, straight flush. Hello, Moose. Uh, this is Straight Flush. Uh, Oxford Charlie is trying to tell us the Lemon Drop Kid is uh, something less than on the level. Huh? You don't say. He did. Yeah. Oh. I guess we are the biggest suckers in the whole world. There I was, standing in the corner, wearing a hokey suit. And dinging my little bell. <laughs> hey, the kid, where'd he go? He's gone. Come on, let's go. 
no good, too big. Forget about him, gents. Moose Moran will take care of him. From now on, you guys are wicked for me. So Charlie lets you get away, huh? Rainy. I figured you'd look for the back gate. But why bother to open it? Just crawl under. Now, look, Brainy, I can explain everything. You've been explaining dirty tricks since the first time I met you. Well, I have to raise ten grand. Did you want to see me rubbed out? On Christmas Eve, Moose Moran is going to mark me paid in full. I'll be gift-wrapped for the dead letter office. That's not for three days yet. Now, what do you expect me to do? Steal the money back from a hoodlum like Oxford Charlie? Why not? Then at least somebody around Broadway might shed a tear for you. That's more than I'll ever do again. Gee, I'm sure glad to see you. You got away from Oxford, Charlie. What about the others? They're still there in Nyack. As if you cared one way or another. Yeah, I guess they all think I'm an awful heel, huh? That'll do for a starter. Now, look, Nellie. A bunch of swell guys collected a lot of dough for you. I'm not going to let a cheat, a chiseler, and a crumb gum up the works. I'll listen to your autobiography some other time. I'm talking about Oxford, Charlie. How'd you get out? And what about Brainy? The others are still there, like I said. I waited for my chance, and I sneaked out. Yeah, well, if you can sneak out, I can sneak in. We sound like President Truman and Senator Taft. <laughs> well, if you're going to do any sneaking, it better be out of the country. Huh? I hear Moose Moran is coming back from Florida tomorrow. Moose Moran? Bah! This is the bravest page I've had so far. <laughs> he's going out to Long Island to sell the casino. I also hear he's got another matter to take care of. Yeah, well, I'm still going to get that money from Oxford, Charlie. It belongs to you and the other old dollar. Oh, don't try it, kid. Charlie's got guards all over the place. Yeah, well, who's going to know me? I mean, if I go up there dressed up like an old doll. You dressed up like a woman? Well, just give me a wig and a pair of glasses, and, well, I, I got by a Santa Claus, didn't I? Besides, I got a great angle. Now, listen to me, Nell, just this once more. Yeah. I want you to round up all the boys, take them to the courthouse, get a hold of the judge... <laughs> Till you return. The name, Mom. Hmm? Oh, it's uh, Beasley. Mrs. Herbert Beasley. I'll be right back, Mrs. Beasley. Why don't you act sensible, Brainy? I warned you before to stay in line, or the boys are going to have to. Now you get... listen to me, Charlie. Nellie's gone. She disappeared. Well, don't worry. We'll find her. And I may as well tell you, I'm going to get out of here, too. Any way I can. Now may I talk? What do you want? But, boss, I told you. That new old doll outside. Eh, one more won't hurt. Besides, we can't ever go into the cops. Tell her to come in. Okay, Mrs. Beasley. This here is Mrs. Herbert Beasley, boss. Welcome to the home, Mrs. Beasley. Oh, you mean you'll accept me as a guest? Yeah, sure I will. Oh, I'm so happy I could cry. Woo! Hey, Maxie, take her up to the other nice old ladies, will you? Woo! Oh, you're a good man, a very good man. Now, forget it, Mother. Now, run along with Maxie, will you? Oh, thank you, sir. Bless you, bless you. Hey, 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 you nice old lady. Yes? You took that bag off of my desk. Oh, my goodness, so I did, clumsy me. Yeah, that briefcase is full of money. It's all for you nice old ladies. Yeah, heavy, isn't it? <laughs> I do hope you'll forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, just run along with Maxie. That nose, I've seen that snow shovel before. <laughs> no, no, I'm just getting nervous, I guess. And this is the newest member of the club, ladies. Shake hands with Mrs. Beasley. Oh, I know I'm going to be happy with all you nice people my own age. 
It's so jolly when we get ready for bed tonight, we can all get together and match mustard plasters. Oh, you poor dear. Sit down here. I'll take your knitting bag. Oh, thank you. Oh, lady. Isn't it lovely here? We hate to disillusion you, Mrs. Beasley, but this is nothing but a great big, horrid old jail. A jail? Oh, dear me, but the warden, he seemed like such a nice one. That man is Oxford Charlie, the racketeer. Horrors. He's as big a hoodlum as the lemon drop kid. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you working on, dear? And may I look in your knitting bag? Everybody thinks I'm terribly inquisitive, but I just... Oh, look, a gun. Oh, I can explain that, ladies. After General Custer was massacred, Mr. Beasley insisted that I carry this pistol at all times. Indians, you know. Those pesky redskins. But what in the world are you knitting? This? Oh, it's just a mop. <laughs> It'll go well with my Argyle scrub bucket. <laughs> it's hot, isn't it? Oh, it is warm in here, but don't you think a larger-sized girdle would be much more sensible at your age? Oh, I take a small. Always have. Dear Mr. Beasley was so proud of my hourglass figure. You still have your hourglass figure, dear. Thank you. But most of the sand has gone to the bottom. <laughs> Did you say something, dearie? Oh, I was... <laughs> I, uh... I was just saying, I hope you'll all excuse me now. I... I have to go downstairs and sign the register. The less you have to do with that nasty Oxford Charlie, the better. Hurry back, dear. You just can't go busting into my private office, Mrs. Beasley. You've got to stay upstairs. Oh, I, I've interrupted you. You're counting your money. <laughs> Did someone leave all that to you, or are you saving up for a pot roast? Uh, now, be a nice old doll and scram out of here. Oh, but I brought you a present. It's here in my knitting bag, see? Ah, uh, you shouldn't have... Hey, 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 Mrs. Beasley, hey, that's a gun. Yeah, boy, what a performance. I hate to stop it. And a lemon drop oh, kick, why you? Right, I What's going on? Excuse me. I didn't know you was entertaining the lady. Oh, save me, save me, you bad impulsive boy. You, you're ripping my dress. Stop! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, now, pause. After all... Grab her, Maxie, grab her! Get out of my way, young man! She's cut the dough. She's a lemon drop kid. No, no, no! You wouldn't hit an old lady with spackers. You did. Don't stop her! He's got the money! It's a lemon drop kid! He's got the money! Hello, who the hat's alone? Oh, this is Miss... Oh, hey, this is the lemon drop kid. Let me talk to Nellie Thursday. Oh, sure, kid. She's been waiting to hear from you. It's him, Nell. Kid, you alive? Yeah, and I got the dough. Sixteen grand. Well, it's all set, kid. Moose is waiting for you now out of the casino. And all the rest of us will be out there before midnight. That's all I want to know, Nell. I got to hang up. Oxford Charlie's breathing down my neck. So long. I hate to say goodbye. It sounds so permanent. <laughs> This is quite a surprise, kid. Sam, the surgeon, tells me that you'll bring glad tidings. Yeah, it's right here in this briefcase, Moose. I got it all counted out for you. There you are, 10000 even, paid in full. Let's never see each other again as often as possible, shall we? <laughs> and believe me, it's going to be fun not knowing you. The Gators, I just don't believe it. Say, Moose, it's almost Christmas, just 15 minutes more. Wouldn't you like to settle for 5000 just to show your Christmas spirit? Hand that over. Huh? Well... What about 7500 I said hand it over. No spirit, huh? Well, you can forget my presence. You don't even have to... Okay, okay. 10000 even. Paid in full. Hey, Moose. Well, when did you hit town? Oxford Charlie will come on in. Yeah, come on in. Oh, you rat. Where's my 16 grand? Oh, it's all here, Charlie. Now, Moose here is holding 10. Now, let's see. I paid you, didn't I, Moose? And here's 16 grand for Charlie. Yeah, but you took my 10 grand. I just got a hold of that door, now it's gone. I know, it works like the new taxes. <laughs> hey, now, wait a minute. Everybody's paid and everybody's happy. Let's shake hands and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Just huh? a minute, that's my 10 grand. Oh, yeah, you're the one. This part's his, Charlie. Now, you'll just have to work it out between yourselves. I've certainly done more in my share. Are you chiseling little... Hey, what's going on out there? 
picture from Broadway, boss. They said they'd come here to gamble. Professor Maydock, Drake, Flush, Singer, Sally, the whole gang. Well, throw them out. We can't have gambling in here. They've got the dough on the table. Hey, this thing's a prime-up. How'd you guess? And according to my schedule, here come the police. Here we are. Oh, this is great. I'll make you a captain. I am a captain. Well, I'll chrome your whistle. You're under arrest, Moose. We're running the gambling joint again. Get them, boys. Get them all. Oh, uh, good morning, Judge. Judge, this is Oxford Charlie and Moose Moran. I'm getting out of here, Your Honor. The cops can't pin nothing on me. No, but I can. I've been watching your charity racket, Charlie. This money was collected for the Nellie Thursday home, and that's exactly where it's going. Take him away, Captain. And I'm going to keep an eye on you, Mr. Milburn. Oh, you won't have to, Judge. I'm turning over a new leaf. I'll never be caught again. And thanks for everything. If you ever want a winner, Judge, call me. Well, I guess that's that, huh, kids? Gee, you were great, Nellie. And you were on the level. That's all that matters. Hey, Nellie. Hmm? Nellie, have you seen Brainy? I'm here, Sidney. Gee, Brainy, and everything's swell again, huh? What are you up to now, kid? You've got that fixed race look in your eyes. Well, don't you see? That's love light. Come into my arms, honey. This is the payoff, kid. I've been chasing you for ten years, trying to get a yes or a no, trying to get any answer at all. First you don't know, and then you're too busy to talk, and then you won't say anything at all. Well, this is it. What do you say? Keep trying. <laughs> the Lemon Drop Kid had previously been filmed in 1934, starring Lee Tracy, Helen Mack, Baby Leroy, and William Frawley, best known as Fred Mertz on I Love Lucy, and who appeared in both the 1934 and 1951 film versions. Bob Hope originally wanted popular actress Jan Sterling as his co-star, but because of delays due to script problems, she could not participate. Marilyn Maxwell, who eventually played the role of Brainy Baxter, started her career as a singer with Ted Weems' big band while still a teenager. Then she signed with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer in 1942 as a contract player. Throughout the 1950s, gossip columns connected she and co-star Bob Hope romantically, and Hope was even a pallbearer at Maxwell's funeral in 1972. William Conrad, who played Moose Moran, moved to Hollywood after his World War II service and played a series of character roles in films beginning with the noir classic The Killers in 1946. He created the role of Marshal Matt Dillon for the radio series Gunsmoke in the early 1950s and narrated the television adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and The Fugitive in the 1960s. Conrad found stardom as a detective in the TV series Canon in the 1970s and as Nero Wolfe, as well as on the legal drama Jake and the Fat Man in the 1980s. The Lux Radio Theater was broadcast for over 20 years between 1934 to 1955. Initially, the series adapted Broadway plays during its first two seasons before it began adapting films. The hour-long radio programs were performed live before a studio audience. The series became the most popular dramatic anthology series on radio and continued on television as the Lux Video Theater through most of the 1950s. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.